Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's episode 185 of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. It is the unfiltered, it is the uncensored One Man's Opinion. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for downloading, liking, favoriting subscribing doing all that stuff that's so important commenting on the pages wherever you get this uh this podcast indeed thank you for doing so my name is chef mans in case this is the first time you're listening to it my uh i host a little show called elite sports sirius xm fantasy sports radio it's on 3 to 5 p.m eastern time every weekday on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio. That's channel 87. I also host a show on Sunday morning, Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame show with Bob Harris. That is every Sunday morning throughout the NFL regular season. I'm part owner and the chief content officer over at fantasyguru.com. That's the largest active community in fantasy sports, ladies and gentlemen. So get over there and uh, join the Elite Mafia. By the way, 75 bucks. They lowered the price, $75, rest of season NFL. They're still, we still got 10 weeks to go, folks. 10 weeks. Yes, that includes the rest of the regular season. Playoffs, all the projections and everything we, we've done all year. We don't short anybody anything. Recap articles, preview articles, game script articles, rankings, projections, league sync all of that great stuff, all that automation stuff. If you're into that, we do have it uh, over at fantasyguru.com. It also, that 75 bucks includes all daily fantasy football. Every single day of the week, we do either a recap on Monday, and then by Tuesday, we are previewing the upcoming slate and all showdown slates and Sunday slates and FanDuel and DraftKings and SuperDraft and everything else. We honor that. And also all things betting also include NFL betting, which we bet on every single freaking game that there is. And, you know, our team of experts have everything covered for you. You will win that 75 bucks back. It is a no brainer rest of the season and the playoffs. Don't forget the playoffs. Not only do we do DFS and daily fantasy and betting throughout the postseason, we do playoff fantasy football leagues. We tell them how to form them, where to go for them, how to host them. We host our own on the site at fantasyguru.com. So again, uh, this season's long from over. If you're an NFL fan, we also have NBA, NHL, PGA, NASCAR in season, all that stuff. Every sport you could imagine from poker to horse racing. It's all covered over there, fantasyguru.com. Get yourself that VIP Platinum subscription. It is 50% off through this holiday season. So make sure that you're doing that. If you're already a member, upgrade to VIP Platinum. And what you've already paid counts towards your purchase with 50% off. Pretty freaking good. Just get there. Support at fantasyguru.com. If you need more information, want to know your final pricing and all that good stuff. So follow me on social media, Jeff Mans at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans on everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. Also at Jeff Mans on Blue Sky, a brand new platform, social media platform that uh, I've been invited to, to test out from the founder of Twitter. And uh, I don't know. Just signed up literally 24 hours before recording this. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. 
But if you are so inclined and you got there before I did, uh, hit, hit me up at Jeff Mance. Boom. Pretty nice. No underscores needed over there. We got a lot to talk about this week, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know it's fantasy football playoff time or just about. Really, it's about the last week, I think, of the regular season. Last week of buys. We'll preview that, give you the best run game matchups, pass game matchups give you our bet for Thursday night football. Also the survivor. If you're still in survivor, congratulations. You are a freaking warrior. Speaking of freaking, this is an uncensored podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That means I'm going to curse, say the naughty words. So uh, I saw a great screenshot. Somebody sent me on Twitter the other day of listening to the podcast and their kid was in the car seat. Didn't realize yeah, normally I listen to this guy on the radio. He's a little different on the podcast. I don't, I don't that like that affects me. I don't like that. I mean, again, it's your kid. If if you you choose, you parent them your way. But I I hate when uh, I don't want to be the one to say all these bad words and things in front of your children and stuff. Like I don't want to be that guy. So, uh, yeah, put your fucking AirPods and fucking noise canceling fucking headphones on and all that shit, so I can say the bad words and talk like real people talk. All right, folks. So, uh, there you go. Um. Where are we at? How'd you do? Like, how how's the season gone for you guys? You know, it, it's been a tough. There's nothing. Nothing's ever easy, right? It's just never easy. I don't know about you. Some of you. Sometimes we go through things and at periods of life or chunks of our life, uh, a couple months, couple a fucking day. Maybe you had a good week. I don't know. But it, anybody else out there just feel like. It's just you're constantly battling. I feel like that every day. It's exhausting and it's tiresome and you just kind of get worn out, beaten down by it. But at the same time, when you look up and if you keep battling, you don't just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. If you're not just sitting around scrolling TikTok, if you actually get off your ass or stay on your ass, but do some work, do something productive, I feel it works out in the end. And this fantasy football season is very much like that, at least for me. I haven't done a check-in on this podcast uh, since week five. So I'm going to get, I'll get, uh, uh, I'm going to go through all my teams, tell you how I'm doing. It is a, it, it's been a very up and down season. Start out very good. Went really like started going really bad, but we've pulled out. Right, we pulled out of it. We've gotten to a a really good spot. I'm very proud of this year's content overall. I could tell that my takeaway for this season is going to be a, that of pride because it's it's such a battle. I've had to battle customers and followers and listeners. I have your best interest at heart. That's just the truth. There's nothing you can do. You could like me or hate me. It, it doesn't matter. I have your interest at heart. If you choose to be combative or, you know, you want to fight and argue, well, that's what you're deciding. You're choosing that, right? It's a choice you've made. And if you're threatened by me or something I say or don't like something or, and you want to get all bent out shape, well, okay. But then, you know, of course, I, I will battle you. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid. I'm very confident. I know what I do well. And so this season's been a lot of that. And I, I wonder, my wife tells me this all the time, that this is just a product of the world. I think the world's just like that because you do see it in politics and news and 
You see it in everywhere. She sees it on fucking Facebook marketplace. Or I mentioned it a couple weeks back, the Hobby Lobby page where people battle each other. It's like somebody puts up a Christmas tree picture. It's like, I never would have done that. It's like, uh, okay, fuck is your problem? Like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck do you think you are telling somebody they're just showing their Christmas tree? You just say, I don't like it. Don't say it. Just think it. Shut the fuck up crazy people have to express every emotion that they have all the time. It's wild, but nevertheless, so I'm proud of the work we've done. We, we've been on a really good run here. DFS has been really good. Betting has gotten so much better over the last month, and it just feels better to be on the sunny side of the street. So I'm going to take you through that. Uh, I, I am going to get into some of the recap for week number 13. We, we have to talk about another injured quarterback just going down the other day, Trevor Lawrence, uh, on Monday Night Football. That was just brutal. Right? Just brutal to watch his legs get caught up under him. I thought originally, like initially, I thought, oh, that's an Achilles. Then I'm like, oh, no. Everybody, like, body weight landed on him while his, his leg was behind his head. I thought it was his knee. Turns out it's just a high ankle sprain, probably a bad one. Maybe it's a season ender. We don't know. As of this recording, I don't necessarily know that. But based on what everyone's saying right now is that high ankle sprain and going to miss most of the regular season, if not all the rest of the regular season, could be back for the playoffs if they make it, which now becomes a that AFC is hotly contested. And I think that's one thing I didn't have this on my takeaways for the week yet uh, on Monday's Sirius XM show, but I'll tell you guys now that I don't, we're not even close in my opinion to done. If you think any, and I mean, any team, who do you think as far as the standings are concerned, who's the best team in the AFC? Who would you say? Probably going to say the Ravens or the Dolphins, right? That's what you'd say. Dolphins offense is really difficult. What if I told you the Dolphins weren't even a lock to win their division? Jeff, how how the fuck is that possible? Buffalo is on the outside looking in. Well, they are, but they're not, right? Buffalo is not really. They they have their destiny in their own hands, right? With the, their schedule, they technically would own the tiebreaker over Miami with the victory and on the end of the season. So if Miami wins, I think two more splits the last four games and Buffalo wins out all of a sudden, you know, they overtake. So that's not a lock. The Ravens aren't a lock right now, not even for their division. Now they, they have a much more comfortable road. The Jaguars seem like they're run away from it. Now they have two teams, one game back of them, right? They can't win at home, which is even more just amazing. And Trevor Lawrence is out from an offense. that's already underperformed. The, the Jaguars have a plus 26 point differential for just to, be clear, the Buffalo Bills, who are six and six, have a hundred and one point differential. Right? I mean, the Chiefs, who have the same record and whose offense has been a lot worse, has a plus sixty-seven. So, like the Texans have a plus thirty-two, and they're a game behind, technically in third place in that division. In the NFC, I think we got a wake-up call this week with the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, oh, nothing's over there. 
You think San Francisco 49ers are running away? Well, three or four weeks ago, we were thinking, ah, maybe Brock Purdy's not the guy. Maybe we have to do Sam Darnold. You know, there was a lot of that going on. So, like, things change fast in this league. And you know, that great Ferris Bueller once said, if you don't stop and look around every while, you just may miss it. But that's what's happening uh, around the National Football League, at least. Um, I want to talk about college football. I know, a bunch of eye rolls. If you listen to this show, chances are you listen to the SiriusXM show. Uh, if not, you're in for a little bit of a treat. But I just want to talk candidly about the college football playoff and all that happened there. And I've yelled and I've screened this week. And this will probably be, I think this is the end of it. I'll put it in rearview mirror. We'll move on. But I did want to get this out there in a in an environment that's not censored and all that, right? It, it, for those who don't know, just like you're not a college football fan, I get it. That's that's totally cool. And quite honestly, uh, kudos to you because it's not really sport; it's a scripted event, I suppose is what you can call it. I don't know why people like this and. This is the stuff I can't say on the radio show. I can't. I shouldn't say I can't say. Nobody ever tells me what to and not to say. You know what I mean? I've been in trouble for things before, so I kind of know the boundaries. But at the same time, I just understand it's a different audience, right? And there's no – just like I warned you, if your kids are in the car or something, uh, you know, turn the fucking volume down. You know, I could say these things. I, we are too tribal as a – society and we're also very scared to be embarrassed we're very scared to be wrong it's absolutely pathetic how and i say this about my industry the fantasy sports industry all the time like it's mind-boggling how scared people are they will never take a chance and the chance the only chances they'll take are the chances they actually saw or heard somebody else take and then they'll they'll sort of co-sign, but they don't want all the blame. And that's I think it's just pathetic. I said it in the man's cave discord room, and I'll say it here. You I mean, those kind of people like like why how I don't know how the how we're gonna refuel the population. Cause there's no way any male in 2023 that is that big of a pussy can satisfy a woman or stay away, stay with a woman long enough to reproduce with her. Women are not going to find you attractive in any way, shape or form. If you're that degree of a fucking coward, that's part of what makes a man, a man, you got to actually have some courage. You don't have to be a, a, a tough guy, but you do have to be tough. That's the whole Lord. That's, well, that's all they need us for. The fuck is wrong with it? Like we disintegrated a game, the Cardinals Steelers game because of lightning. You have to be the biggest pussy on the face, the fucking world to be scared of lightning. Uh, honest. That is like the fuck it. You're scared of the tooth fairy. What the fuck, man? There's a one in a million plus chance. Right, a one in a million. You're not going to get struck by fucking lightning. Lightning doesn't even strike. 
let alone strike you. How big of an ego do you need to have to think you're that fucking lucky? It's the same people that play the Millie Maker every week. Like, I got a real chance. Uh, I got a real chance. No, you don't. It's just fart equals win. You're not that fucking lucky, man. It's and but those that's the same kind of mentality in which sports are going in the direction of it doesn't matter what's true. It only matters what's popular. Right. Most people thought the Jacksonville Jaguars were having a great season. I've pointed out many times they kind of weren't. Right. I this the record. Yes. But they were 11th in points, 12th in total yards, 20th in points allowed, 23rd in total yards allowed. They're very good against the run, but third most passing yards given up. I mean, they they really weren't good. They were above average. Trevor Lawrence playing well, but not great. Not even really good. Solid, you know, he wasn't hurting them. He wasn't like doing Joe Burrow stuff. He wasn't doing Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes normally stuff. It, it, you know, it's the same people that when Brock Purdy's running hot at the beginning of the season, they're on his jock, and then when he has a three-game losing streak, they want him benched, and now he's back to winning four games in a row, and you're fucking on him again. Like, how big of a fucking pussy do you have to be? Seriously, how, what is the depth? Do you have any soul, any soul whatsoever? And why does this matter with the college football playoffs? Because this is fucking ludicrous. If aliens landed here tomorrow and heard that we are making these decisions, they would, they would laugh their asses off. And then they conquer the entire population, our entire population with one fell swoop because we're too fucking stupid. They'd be like, okay, wait. So you have a sport, a competition. What's the defining measurement? Why do you compete to see who's better? What's the final verdict? What tells you if somebody's better or not? The scoreboard. What What's it called when you have more during a duration? It's called a win. Okay. Is it, a, is it forever? Is it a set? Oh, no. You only get... 12, 13 games. You play all those games and whoever is the, the, that, all right. So then whoever has the most wins and if they, somebody wins all their games, they're the best team. Well, no, no. Then if they win all their games, we still got to grade them and we got to ask a bunch of 65 year old fucking balding, flabby armed boner pill taken pieces of shit what they think the better team is and if you don't think sec and everybody was politicking the whole week leading up to last week on all the talking fucking forums you don't think they're greasing palms and out there giving fucking stipends and money and jobs to everybody to to say to vote their way and to pull their way and to say these things. You're out of your mind. That's all they fucking want. That's all they do. So wait, and the aliens would be like, wait, so you win all your games, but you, you that's not ultimately how I mean, they, it wouldn't even could be at this point. We would 
the aliens would just start slashing our throats. Like you guys are so fucking dumb. I can't even stand it. They legitimately would be doing that. It's like, no, well, we just give like arbitrary people, random people, the right to decide who they think is better. And we have these things called the college football the Associated Press top 25 and then the playoff rankings, which is different than the AP top 25. Oh, right. So the, team, the teams who haven't lost are on top. And the teams that lost all of them are on the bottom. Well, no, because, like, you know, the records in order are 13 and 0, 13 and 0, 12 and 1, 12 and 1, 13 and 0, 12 and 1, 11 and 1, 11 and 2, 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 9 and 3. 10 or 11 and 1, 9 and 3, 10 and 3, 9 and 3, 2 and or 10 and uh 3, 8 and 4, 9 and 4. Like, and then, then there's 13 and 0 is only 23rd best. How is that? Well, we don't like the way they didn't play tougher competition. Well, why didn't you make them play tougher competition? Well, because that's not how we work and they're a different school and there's a billion fucking schools all with football teams. Well, why is there a bigger why is there a billion teams of football teams? Why can't you combine some of these organizations? Well, we don't want to do it because it's a place to higher learning. What emphasis do you put on the higher learning part? Absolutely fucking none. None. We don't give a shit. They take basket weaving. We They don't even show up to class if you're a good athlete, and we pass you with flying fucking colors. And mo- any good athlete whatsoever doesn't graduate. They go into the professionals. Oh, so it all means nothing. Yes. Again, throat slashed. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Don't play the games. Don't play the games if you can win all of them. And again, I, I said this on the air. I'll say it again. Don't support this. I don't care what the – I don't give a fuck what background you all have. And I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to committee. I'm talking to you, the listeners of the One Man's Opinion podcast, Okay. Something about you is less than ideal. You're short. You have glasses. Your eyes stink. Your breath stinks. I don't know. You're bald. You can't get erections. You you have uh, uh, fibromyalgia. You are poor. Your job sucks. Your family sucks. You have a criminal background. You, you you come from a different race, whatever that, all of our races are different. Every race, you have something about your race that is not ideal. You know, that that's what the world tells you you're not ideal because of your race or your age or your height or any of these things, right? Your religion is something that we're seeing in the Middle East and other places where that's a big fucking deal to people. And how would you feel overcoming any obstacle you ever had in any part of your life? Anything. People don't like me because I'm Jewish. People don't like me because I'm black. People don't like me because I'm white or people don't like me because I'm tall or because I'm short or because I'm poor. I came from people don't like me because I'm not from a coastal region. I grew up in Wichita, Kansas or Jonesburg, Arkansas. Uh, You know, whatever the reason is. You don't get something. How does would it make you feel that you are now limited? There's nothing you can do in the world. There's nothing you can do 
you are assigned this fucking spot and you must stay there. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you win, no matter what you do, you cannot make any more money, live any better of a life, achieve anything else other than what's assigned you. How does that make you feel? How the fuck does anybody argue against that? Listen, and oh, okay, let's play the other side. You grew up rich. Your father is uh, uh, Donald Trump or fucking, uh, who's the, I'm trying to think of, Carnegie or Rockefeller. Okay, well, guess what? The whole fucking world hates you right out of the womb. They think you're a silver spoon fuckwad. So that's your obstacle. You have obstacles, you have advantages because you're wealthy and you had advantage. You can go to different schools, you could do it. But still, the people rooting against you, pulling against you, that doesn't feel so good. So what if you're ultra rich? But and and you do nothing in your entire life but to honor thy father and thy, thy bloodline and learn and get educated and, and do something tremendous with your life but only to be torn down by the fucking bourgeoisie that doesn't think that that thinks you think you're entitled and you didn't work for it or earn anything. How does that make you feel? Is that fair? No, it's not fucking fair. Every single one of us. But the problem is with that trigger, that greed inside of us that wants it for us. We want ourselves to be fair and equal, and everybody else to be kind and nice to us. But everybody else, fuck them. I want them to fuck. They shouldn't do that. That guy's to this. This girl's to that. This guy's that. And we fucking divide each other. We go to wars because of different religions. We get baited into racial conversations that I'm not even sure it exists anymore. I know racism exists, but I don't know Many, I, I don't know a person in my life anywhere that in reality has anything preconceived about another race. And I'm sure there, there's always, you know, the South gets blamed for this a lot, but I don't think that's fair to them either. Right? I, I, I don't, I, people are just people, right? They're just people. And we could be good or we could be bad and we could be the, Ultra, the top of the food line as good, or we get the bottom of the bat. And there's everybody is in everywhere. And it makes no difference. Any of our outlines, it makes no difference. What matters is how we chose to live, what we chose to do, what our actions were. I believe in karma. I'm not a religious person at all, but I believe because I and I'll be honest, the only reason I really believe in it is because I've seen it. And it's happened for me. I'm a very lucky and fortunate individual. Grew up in a terrible, as bad of a neighborhood and an in a place as you could really even imagine. You can't imagine just people walking in and into your apartment and you know, telling you just going through your parents' shit while they're there and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it. I mean, there's just nothing. I'm sure there's worse areas. But I've been lucky to get out of it. And But when I put negative into the world, I mean, when I treat people like shit, 
as I did as a kid, I had a chip on my shoulder in a different way as a kid up until my teenage years. I was an asshole. And I got a lot of negative things happened to me. Broken arms, broken face, nose, fucking parents lost job. Everything bad happened. I turned a corner and it took me years and years. Not till I was probably in my late 20s before I really realized that. I started just saying, fuck it. I'm, I'll just, I'll play ball. I, I'm not going to fight everybody. I'm, I'm going to just put good in the world as much as I possibly can and see what happens. And nothing but goodness has happened since. There's always peaks and valleys and tests, but I believe in that stuff. And maybe you don't believe in it because you think the world's beating you down. But the only thing I'd ask you is to try to put something good into it and see what you get in return. Not one thing. Do it for a year. Do it for a while. And all of a sudden it'll happen. Anyway, that's I think there's a bigger picture here. Because we all know this college football thing, this was just predetermined. Alabama was in. They had to have an SEC school. Even though four or more schools deserved it more. The arguments don't work. It's not about who deserves it. It's about the best team. No, that is incorrect. It is about who deserves it. It 100% is. Otherwise, there's no fucking season, dumbass. Do you understand that? How is How are real people not getting that part of it? If it's about just the best team, how do you measure it? Don't give me a complicated algorithm because that's bullshit. Every algorithm anybody comes up with, I'll punch holes in easily. There's no perfect thing. What matters is wins and losses. Did you win the game? Did you lose the game? There's context to them, sure. But that you cannot have a team that lost and a team that didn't lose and say the one loss is better than another one. You can't do that. That's the whole point of playing the games. Otherwise, just do it in the preseason. Just fucking you, this and fuck the whole season. Think of all the money we save at these. I, you know how much cheaper college would be if we didn't have to pay for all this shit? Well, if you didn't have sports, then you wouldn't have any college free. Good. How about we just pay what the teachers make then, huh? How about we don't pay for the plane rides and the gasoline and the transportation and the uniforms and every motherfucking thing for these fucking schools? Anyway, just there is no premise. Their quarterback got hurt. You don't know. The the backup may be Tom Brady. That guy's going to go on to win seven Super Bowls. That now is it still? Is it still matter that the quarterback's out? Oh, I don't think about that way. Of course you did. We all know what happened. SEC was good in no matter what. Why? Because because what the the SEC is a great conference, great long term. But even and I know some of you probably listen your SEC stands. There's nothing wrong with being that. There's nothing wrong with loving Alabama or Georgia. My son's a Georgia fan. We like SEC more than Big Ten, and I'm from the Midwest. But if you don't deserve it, you don't fucking deserve it. My teams that I love, the White Sox, Chicago White Sox, uh, Chicago Bears. If somebody said, you know, the Bears, you know, 
bummer season, but they've shown a lot of good things. And, you know, I think they should get in the playoffs above Detroit. Let's face it. Who cares about Detroit? It's a smaller market. They haven't won anything in their entire history. They're just going to blow it anyway. Uh, I wouldn't take the position. This is where probably me and some of you differ. I, I don't want anything I didn't earn. I have no fucking interest. Do I like getting lucky and scratching a lottery ticket or something? Sure. But I don't want anything I didn't earn. I, there, it's, I've gotten things before like that. I could tell a bunch of stories. I, I could tell, uh, I will never forget. I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast or not. Um, I'll, I'll try to be quick. I, I got plenty of football, I promise you. I promise I got a lot of football here. I'm going to go through quarterbacks and the backups and the injuries and also check it on my leagues here. But one of the most glaring racism things I've ever experienced. Remember, I grew up in a neighborhood that was wildly diverse. In fact, we were the minority in uh, in Burbank, Illinois, back in the you know, late 70s, early 80s. And, um, you know, whatever. But it, the, it never struck the... Most profound time I was in a uh, a supermarket. Um, what the fuck were they called in Illinois? And I was old. I was in my thirties. This was not that long ago. Uh, Meyer. It was called Meyer. All right. The, you know they have them. Was in the Midwest and places. Um, the grocery store. I was at the deli counter and I went out and picked a number. And there's a lady there who had like two or three kids in the shopping cart. It was like it was like a Tuesday afternoon too. And I never grocery shop. It's my wife does that all the time, but I was just so happened. I think one of our kids were sick or something had happened. So I had to do that. And a lady was there and a Spanish lady, Spanish speaking lady talking, you know, their kids and stuff. And she was just standing there for a while. I just come in and stand there. And the, the deli guy is like back and forth and he's, he sees us. He's right there. And, um, he goes, he goes, uh, eventually he's like, Hey, can I help you, sir? And I'm like, um, and I could see she's holding the ticket. And I, her number was, I did see her number. It was before mine. And I'm like, oh, I think she was first. And then she goes, but, and she, she, I almost, I don't speak Spanish. So she said something in Spanish. I had no fucking idea what she said, but she said something like out loud or whatever. And he's like, and he goes, I don't know. Who knows what she's saying? Can I help you? And I just froze. And I was like, well, you know, I'm in a rush. Probably I'm in a rush. And, you know, who isn't in a rush in a grocery store? All that stuff. And I just, it's one of those moments. There's been others, but this one just came to my mind while I'm talking here. So I, I, I'm thinking now it's a bad uh, example, but never, I'll say it anyway. I, I just said, no, ma'am, what would you like? And walked her to the counter and just like tried to figure it out. And uh, that's why I told all my kids, you're taking Spanish. Fucking, you're learning Spanish. You got to help people out that can't speak. There's way more Spanish speaking Americans than there are uh, other languages. I know French. I took, me and my wife took French. We actually met in French class in high school. Uh, romance. Um, so like that, we could help. Any any uh, French speaking Canadians, I'm your guy. But, um, you know, and we found it out. Eventually she pointed what she wanted. And the guy was an asshole to her and obviously didn't want to help her. And he had just... I felt it that he didn't want to help her because she was a Spanish speaking person. And, you know, and I, I just, 
I stood there and helped her and got these two together and tried to like be the peacemaker, not peacemaker, but just try to get them together so that she would get her food. I was not going to take her spot. This was not my fucking turn. Right. It just wasn't my, it's not my turn. It's not my place to get that, you know, and you have to draw the line. We all have to draw the line somewhere. Getting lucky. Cool. But getting something we didn't earn when, when like the lottery, no, you fucking take the lottery and nobody earns the fucking lottery. I'm sorry. Nobody earns randomness, but somebody works their ass off for years and years at a job and gets passed over for random reason and that that's the race religion fucking yeah language they speak um any i don't care whatever the fucking reason is they have bad uh, eczema you know their their face is kind of messed up because they have eczema on their face or stuff like you know i had bad teeth real bad teeth growing up never had braces i still got bad teeth to this day they're not really i've got like one tooth that grows behind the other and shit it's like we didn't and people i got made fun of too as a kid like that and i'm like as an older guy i'm like who like fuck you fucking have money for braces what do you fucking how do you correct your teeth if your teeth grow in crooked how the fuck is that a kid's fault uh, i should have more money for braces the fuck we didn't have it it wasn't possible it wasn't it wasn't available like enterprise rental car on a christmas day they didn't have a vehicle for me to get my teeth straight, right? So, you know, I, I dealt with it. It wasn't right for people to make fun of me. It's not right for it, but I didn't do anything. You don't deserve something that, you know, if you don't deserve something that somebody else should get, do what's right. Be the bigger person. And when you do that and live like that, that life, yeah, you're going to have short-term setbacks you're not going to get that whatever that whatever promotion anything it doesn't matter it could be me that'll deli come long term though long term that shit will pay off for you because then you'll get what you do deserve and believe me there's nothing fucking sweeter winning something falling into something getting fortunate getting that's not fulfilling that's not nearly as fulfilling as you think it is winning the lottery is not fulfilling building a brand or a business or, or creating or inventing something that makes you a millionaire that motherfuckers that is the most satisfying feeling you'll ever have right it's like would you rather win 10 million or earn 1 million most of you'll say well i'd rather win 10 million 10 million is more than one but that's a very narrow-minded approach. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Give me the one million earned any day. Easy. No problem. Chef, that's fucking stupid. And no. No. If you don't, you didn't earn the 10 million, you're not going to appreciate it. You'll piss it away. You'll buy fucking hats or some stupid shit, skinny jeans, some fashion. You'll buy fucking idiots. will buy NFTs. Or some crypto bullshit. I will turn 10 million into a billion. Okay. And then they just piss it all down their leg anyway. Again, that's what I'm saying. This is all college football related because this is all part of the bigger problem. Alabama didn't deserve it this year. Alabama's a great program. There's nothing wrong with Alabama. Them missing out does as if you're an Alabama fan, you're mad at me saying this, shut the fuck up. 
Being out of it one year will just make you more. You, what do you think Nick Saban is going to do? He's going to be more hungry than fucking ever. More hungry than ever to get back the following year. You didn't deserve it this year. Other teams did. Deal with it. Cry me a fucking river. All right, let's get into it. My league check-ins. Uh, all right, now that I feel a little bit better. <clears throat> I'm in 12 leagues. Well, I'm in 15 technically leagues. But so what I'm looking at here are seasonal leagues, non-dynasty. Because dynasty leagues, you know, I didn't include these the last few years when I do this anyway. So um, just to be clear, in case you're in a dynasty league with me and you're going to do it well or something like that. Because I will tell you something that I've done the last few weeks. And I realized in one of my dynasty leagues that people were way ahead of me. I honestly started for the first time in my life tanking. My team, I have three dynasty leagues, Sirius XM, uh, football diehards, my long-running home league that I've been in for 18-plus years. And um, all three leagues, I've gone just about as far as I can go. And I'm like, I'm just behind the eight ball and there's just a couple of the, the two uh serious XM one and the diehard. It's so competitive, man. You you can't pick up like a Darius Davis. That That's a hot property in that kind of league, right? Full IDP, all that bullshit. So I kind of tanked. I didn't set shitty lineups. I didn't purposely throw it, but I definitely started non ideal rosters. I've started doing that. I'm just like, eh, you know, take a little bit more chances. Here we go. I'll set solid lineups, but I want Marvin Harrison Jr. in these leagues. That's what I want. I'm sorry, not sorry. I, you know, I believe I, I didn't throw off the balance of the league. I still do roster moves. I still do all that. I'm not throwing anything away, but I'd be lying if I say I didn't. So my records in Dynasty are four and nine. Seven and 19, that's one where there's two outcomes for every uh, every week, and then five and eight in those dynasty leagues. So that's a separate thing. What I compiled here, I'm in 12 other leagues, 156 games that I've played so far. Um, a couple of these leagues have multiple matchups per period as well, so you have to deal. So that's why the record, you know, it's weird. 99 wins, 68 losses, 63.4% winning percentage. Not bad. I'll fucking take this. When I did this after week eight, I always do the every four week check-in. Um at that point I was up, I was at 52% winning percentage. So I've definitely made a run. Eight of the 12 teams are currently in the playoffs. One of them of uh, two of them, well, actually. Four of them will go to playoffs this week. Three will start this week. One was last week. And I got bounced last week already. That was my Scott Fishbowl team. I don't think I told the story on air. Scott Fishbowl, um, for those who don't know, Thanksgiving, the Black Friday game. I I am notorious. I have the same weekly regimen. That's why I do my rankings and projections at fantasyguru.com at the same time. I do things the same way. I set my lineups when I set my lineups. I do not set lineups on Fridays. Just don't do it. I mean, I set them before Thursday games. 
didn't set it for the Friday game. And uh, that was the um, Black Friday game with the Jets and the Dolphins. I had a show that day. They moved my show up by a couple hours. So, again, it was 11 a.m. here on the West Coast, and that was just too early. Long story short, I did not start – or I did start Devon Achan in that league, and he was out. I got a zero, and I missed by 5.8 points to advance to the second round. Yeah. And I had uh, three other running backs. I had four other running backs. Every single one of my other running backs scored more than the 5.8 that I needed, whatever it was. And three of those, I think I had three of the four, uh, scored over 15 points. So I would have went way up. And then last week I scored 240 points, which would have been, uh, I believe, a top 20 performance in the entire league or top. 50 perform top 40 performance in the entire league, but I was already out. Dems the break. That team's fucking rock solid too. I was 15 and nine in that league. So uh bummer out already in one. That, that kind of sucks. Not a good uh, start to the playoff season, but 12, eight to 12. I'll take already bounced in one. Um, And there you go. So that's my seasonal totals right there. Uh Best record. Why am I 11 and two? And oh, yeah, I could be 11. Yeah, that, that's the uh, Sirius XM host league or the post draft league, 11 and two. Uh, another expert league, FFPC main. I'm at 10 and three in that one, and in the, we're in the playoffs there. My draft champions league, I'm seven and six in the other one. Um, you know, I don't think I made that's that. I don't, not in the playoffs. I didn't, I didn't call, I didn't get in in my DC league at all. I put an asterisk next to this when I total it up and there was none. So uh, forgive me for not knowing, but whatever. Um, I don't know any of the in- other interesting league, bunch of expert leagues that uh, 11 and two record. Uh, my worst, I think you'll probably like the my worst one. Um, where were my bad dynasty league? A lot of six. And, my records are this 10 and three, six and seven, 15 and nine, 10 and three, seven and six, seven and six, three and 10. Oh yeah. Three and 10. That's King's Classic Snake Draft. I thought if you guys listen to that broadcast, I fucking hated that team. And then I got I love auction. I fucking did not like that fucking snake draft at all. That was the one that they moved me around four times, my draft position. No excuses. I shouldn't be that fucking bad on it, but I I'll, I'll say I am sixth in points, but I'm 12th out of 14 in record. So uh not ideal. So that's a bad one. Um, three and 10, six and seven, 11 and two, six and seven, nine and four, and then nine and four. So those are my 12 teams, uh, thus far. Those are the records right there. DFS, DFS has been, it was down in the dawn. I think after eight weeks, it was kind of like we were four and four. Um, there's always narrow wins there where some of our subscribers win, some don't, you know, there's always kind of. So when you're 500 and you play, you pay rake and everything else. So you're really kind of underwater. So I wasn't happy. I was two and zero. Then I was, uh, I never. Then I was two and two. Then I was three and two. Then I was three and three. Then I was four and three. Then I was four and four, and have not lost since. Nine and four in cash games, five wins in a row for regular season football. 
that's a that's a guarantee. We're guaranteed guaranteed even this year. Nine to four in cash games. Now, if we go nine to nine, you know, the rake, some people could say it. So one more week is what we need. Obviously, we'll go uh for 13 and four, or that would be pretty fucking nice. I'm sorry, 14 and uh, four. That'd be pretty fucking nice. Five wins in a row. We've mastered the optimizers. There's no doubt about that. Six. The biggest thing for me, nine to four is cash games. The big is the most important. But this year, the one thing that's been very fucking strange. I've had six profitable weeks in tournaments out of thirteen. That never happens. And again, I only play the single entry high stakes ones. Well, play the fifty hundred. 500 and 888. And sometimes I play the thousand, um, the gunslinger when oh, that's a 14 or $1,500 one. I play that when I'm running hot. So um, that's been really good. And that's very unusual. If I have six, six caches in GPP. And again, I didn't win six GPPs, like six when I've just profited six weeks from GPP play. Um, a lot of those are min caches and things like that. So it's not like I'm making massive amounts there, but I had a third place finish in both uh, a second or I'm think I'm sorry. It was uh third and eight eighty eight. I can't remember that same week, the same lineup in the five fifty five, whatever it was. Profits are very good though. And I'm very, very happy with that. The betting side has, was a lot worse, right? I, after, Last week I went ten and ten, uh, and that includes th- losing three props on motherfucking injuries. Just where cra- Madre Stevenson going down, just fucking like little things like that. You just can't make up. But luckily, I, I didn't tilt my ass off because <clears throat> I felt really good about the bets. I I know I just feel it. I I can tell. My son always gets a kick out when we're shooting hoops. He he's better than I am. He shoots way better than I am. I can't shoot. I have a pro. I have a fucked up shoulder and everything else. But I could when I shoot the ball. I don't need to. I don't. I know upon the release when it goes in. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I ever come shoot hoops with me. You're gonna have to wait a long time for me to make one. But when my shoulder clicks in right and I get that, I know. Boom, that's in. I'll say it as soon as I release it. I'll know. And right, it just a feeling and that's the feeling I have with DFS and with betting right now. I just know that I'm locked in. Right. You just, just know that we're in a good spot. So anyway, um, yeah. But, oh, tank Dell, uh, uh, Cooper cup tank Dell and, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Those were the fucking injuries this fucking week. And, uh, all of them catapulted my bets or, you know, three different bets and just one of those things. And then we swept up on Monday night football. So, uh, um, but for the season, I'm 118 and 118 dead. Even last week, I got back to even at 110 or 108 and 108. And now it's 10 to 10 again. So I'm even Steven there. And you may think, well, eh, it's not that good job. You should, that's fair. I think there's fair, but remember, I made a change last season where most of my bets are parlays and that's not ideal for most people, except for mine are alt line parlays. So what I'm, I'm getting the best of both worlds. 
I'm getting better numbers. I'm getting easier attainable numbers. And I'm get and I'm combining them in order to get something that makes sense of the the bet. So I put in a dollar, I win dollar twenty or dollar forty or dollar eighty. So that's why at one eighteen and one eighteen, I'm up three point six units on the season. Over the last four weeks, I talked about this on last show. Uh, I'm fifty eight and forty one. 58% winning percent, 58.5 to be exact, up 10.8 units over the last four weeks. And that's kind of, I mean, those injuries kind of, you know, fucked me over. Um, and, you know, four weeks ago when I started this run, I wasn't, I was actually had a losing week. That's, I'm not like just taking, I'm not doing that thing where you take just your, your up days. My first week that's included, I could have just said, I could have made this better and said over the last three weeks. But I did last four. I was down 0.43 of a unit. And I was eight and nine in bets that week. So I was technically under. But so just so you know. So that's where I'm at and feeling really good about things. Um, what's not feeling very good is the quarterbacks across the National Football League. Now, let's make sure to not I don't want you making pro making mistakes in 2024 based on what we happened this year. This year has been very odd, very strange. Let's go through the list, right? There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 teams that have had or are dealing with major injuries to their starting quarterback. That's insane. That's just incredible. Let's go. I wanted to go through those for you today and, and just discuss kind of where we're at. The Patriots uh, do not blame Bill Belichick. Do not blame that defense. When you say things, you sound stupid. When you say things like Ooh, Bill Belichick passes prime, it's the first time in the history of the National Football League a team has allowed 10 or fewer points three weeks in a row and lost all game. It's the first time it's ever happened. Well, give me this bullshit. It's the fucking offense. Bill O'Brien, if you want to say he has to go, or fine. Bill Belichick shouldn't be the GM. Fine. Totally get that. But you're out of your fucking mind if you think you're going to find a better head coach. You're just out of your mind. I'm sorry, but... And, and by the way, as somebody who really got sick of the Patriot nonsense and the bandwagon, go ahead, assholes. Go ahead, fuckface. Go and, uh, yeah, let's fire Belichick. Let's see how that works out for... I can't fucking wait. To, you know, wear those dumb helmets with the fucking, like, guy on them hiking a football. They look good when Tom, you're in fucking AFC Championship games and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, everybody's there. You're going to look like a bunch of fucking dillweeds, though, when you're fucking perpetually uh, uh, 7 and 10 and, you know, third place in your division and getting owned by Josh Allen for the next fucking 15 years. But, but you know, either way, do what you got to do. Be with God. Mac Jones out. Bailey Zappi in. But they currently have the second pick in the draft. And I think that's the missing thing in all this. They're not just going to have. And by the way, Patriots are inches. They are. It's not like Carolina, a.k.a. Chicago Bears, have a big lead on the Patriots. They are 0.002 
strength of schedule percentage points away from if the Carolina Panthers were to win, right, another game, that going forward, the New England could be the number one pick in the whole draft. And don't forget, they'll get their quarterback, but it's not even the quarterback. It's those second, third, fourth rounders. You're going to give the Patriots the number one pick in every round of the draft. That's dangerous. The Jets, they went all eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, and it obviously blew up in their face. The Jets need to be fu- – the coaching staff needs to be completely wiped out. Keep Rodgers. Get rid of Rodgers. Whatever you're doing, obviously you're – but it's going to be the same kind of thing like the college football playoff. There's too much ego involved. You could look at Robert Sala and say, that dude has the biggest fucking ego in the world. He lo- His head looks like a penis. Right, he he just is so fucking. Uh, what's the word? Fake. Po- we used to call them posers. Such a poser. It's disgusting. Show me somebody who's good. Ha- how about this? How about your quarterback goes down, you still win? You know, Bill Belichick won eleven games when Tom Brady went down in two thousand and eight. He went to the playoffs the year after Tom Brady left too. He didn't win anything without Brady. Uh, yeah, he did. Won two Super Bowls, made three Super Bowl appearances before Brady, too. How about that? What do you got there? Mm, yeah. The Bengals, Joe Burrow, Jake Brownie looked good Monday night. Careful with that, though. Let's not go, let's not go crazy. We're gonna be really overvaluing Jake Browning going in next week. I like the matchup. Gotta tell you, don't hate the matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are getting Grover Stewart back. Their interior alignment back from suspension. That's a good get for them. Makes them more of a pass funnel defense. Don't hate Browning this week, but you know, you just I have him QB 19. He's right in the Jameis Winston Gardner Minshew area. The Browns lost to Sean Watson, lost Dorian Thompson Robinson. Joe Flacco's off the street and threw for 300 yards. Browns are competitive. The put it this way. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to finish with a better record? Two teams are seven and five, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Who's going to have a better record in your opinion? Because when you look at the schedules and go the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Patriots, okay, should get a dub. Colts in Indianapolis. Ooh. It's going to be a tough one. I don't know about that game. I think that's a loss. Cincinnati at home. That's another tough. I'll give them a win there because it's home. At Seattle, I think they win that. And then at home against the Ravens. That's three more wins. Ten and seven. Okay. And what about the Cleveland Browns? Well, Cleveland has Jacksonville this week with no with C.J. Beathard. At home. God, I, I hate to do it, but I lean Cleveland. They've got the Bears the following. That's a win. Now, then they go to Texan, Texas, Houston, I should say. That's a loss. Then they got the Jets at home. That's a win. And they got the Bengals on the road. This is going to go to the final week, and I think well, Cleveland's had the Bengals number, man. You know, they'd be in 24-3 with Burrow in the beginning of the season. Cleveland's going to finish with a better record. I think they they might somehow facilitate 
a playoff spot, which to me is just fucking uncanny and will prove once and for all that build the guys around the quarterback, get the greatest guys you could possibly get around the QB and not sell out for the entire for, for the QB Steelers are hurt. Oh, don't forget. That's another thing about Steelers. Kenny Pickett's out for the Steelers too, for a while, probably the rest of the season. Quite honestly, I think Trubisky is just better at this stage. He is a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. So to me, it's not a downgrade. I put them in neutral. The Colts don't add Anthony Richardson. He is the future though. So when you look at Gardner Minshew, everything Gardner Minshew is doing is auditioning for another team. Hit me up at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter. The Jeff man's on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or uh, a TikTok or something. Is Gardner Minshew? If you are the Raiders, if you are the maybe Texans or not Texans, the Browns, they'll say. If you're Pittsburgh, you take a shot, you say, fuck it. We don't have high enough draft pick. We're not going to send multiple year draft picks to try to move up for this quarterback class. Do you take the shot on Gardner Minshew? Something that'll be kicked around. People will consider it. But it's Anthony Richardson's game there. The Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence was kind of low-key average this entire season. Now out into the playoffs. The Titans replaced Ryan Tannehill with Will Levis. I give the Titans a lot of credit for trying to... They twice went after their Jalen Hurts. Malik Willis and Will Levis. And neither one has worked out. I'll give Levis some credit. He looks the part. He looks like he can play in this league and be a starter. But it's not – I don't know what the Titans are going to do. I don't want anybody's good. Titans, at least right now, have the eighth pick in the draft. They're, they'll be able to get a primo quarterback if they want it. But we'll see. There's also rumors of Mike Vrabel going to New England, going to Ohio State, fucking, you know, uh, um, you know, being hired all over the fucking country uh, right now. So who knows if he's going to stay in Tennessee or not and what they're going to do at quarterback. The Raiders, they tried Jimmy Garoppolo. He got hurt, then replaced. Aiden O'Connell's terrible. I, uh, I saw, I was watching something the other day about, you know, I got down a rabbit hole of quarterbacks who, uh, how many touchdowns they accounted for while in high school. I don't know if you guys saw any of this or anything, but it's, it's mesmerizing. You you realize like some of the, some guys that are starting in national football league were dog shit in high school. How they even made it on their college team is perplexing. You know, you got a guy like Tim Boyle who started two games for the jets for some unknown reason, who was terrible in college. Like, why is this guy even here? That's that. Those are the things too, isn't it? That goes back to college football playoff again. Yeah, we'll just give it to you. Well, you're you're tall and white and a, and got a good arm. Oh yeah, we'll we'll let you play quarterback in the National Football League. What the fuck is that? That is garbage, man. Just fucking garbage. The the players to get opportunities, and then get not only opportunities, they get multiple starts. How the fuck did Tim Boyle get multiple starts? Insanity. The Giants paid Daniel Jones way too much money. He's out this year. But we'll see. Maybe the neck injury is long-term. You, you just don't know. Uh, 
Giants, another team that's going to have a super high pick this year. Seventh right now. But what they do with Daniel Jones is going to be perplexing. I'll tell you what. We talked a lot of shit on the Giants this offseason. And maybe paying Daniel Jones wasn't a great idea. But only given Saquon that two-year deal looks like a fucking genius move right now. He obviously ain't it. He obviously is is completely slowing down. Not where in if you imagine if you gave him a four year deal, you'd be so fucked right now. It's not even funny. Vikings, look at what's happened to the Vikings. And the Vikings had a couple. They got Josh Dobbs, a quality replacement, and everything. And they played some limited competition, and. That's a drastic downturn. That speaks to the volume of how good Kirk Cousins actually is. In this league, sure, we all want Mahomes, Josh Allen, want those type of guys. I'll tell you this. Kirk Cousins versus C.J. Stroud. I know y'all love C.J. Stroud. I love C.J. Stroud. But again, Kirk Cousins is better than C.J. Stroud. He's better. He's a better quarterback. And that's just because everything he's done, he just does better. CJ Stroud is younger, so you have this idea, well, he must have more in there. He's just going to get better. No, he's not. Like That's the only downfall about CJ Stroud being this good as a rookie. It's almost too good that when the league catches up, he may never adapt back. That could be a problem. Kirk Cousins is, is CJ Stroud, the same guy, right? So just saying that's a big loss. And I think he'll be back with the Minnesota Vikings. So, and then the saints, they're a car experiment. That was a disaster. James, they should give James Winston the rest of the season. Like for crying out loud, how you could even consider going back to Derek Carr. And the thing is you, you use Taysom Hill so much. It doesn't matter who's fucking quarterback. Nobody has a snowball's chance in hell in new Orleans, right? Nobody. So there you go. Let's go through, by the way, which coaches are going to get fired? Schefter said there could be upwards of 10. Jonathan Gannon will get another year in Arizona. Arthur Smith in Atlanta is possible, but I don't think he, I think they win the division, so they're not going to go anywhere. John Harbaugh's not going anywhere. Sean McDermott, I think he stays another year. Carolina's already out. Eberflus should go. Uh, Zach Taylor should stay. Stefanski's going to stay. Mike McCarthy's going to stay. Sean Payton's going to stay. Dan Campbell's going to stay. Matt LaFleur's going to stay. D'Amico Ryans will stay. Shane Steichen will stay. Doug Peterson will stay. Andy Reid's going to stay. Vegas already has the opening, obviously. Brandon Staley is good as gone. Sean McVay? He's not going to get fired. Does he walk away, though? I'm going to say yes. I think McVay walks away. There's no way he's going another year. No fucking way. Mike McDaniel stays, of course. Kevin O'Connell will get another year in Minnesota. They're going to run Belichick out, so I'm going to count that as number six. Dennis Allen's gone in New Orleans. The ball will likely get a reprieve. Coach of the year, one year, hot seat the next. Welcome. Salah should be fired, which would be eight. Sirianni ain't going anywhere. Talman's not going anywhere. Pete Carroll may retire, but I don't think he's going to retire. Kyle Shannon is, is good. Todd Bowles is gone in Tampa. Vrabel in Tennessee. I'll say he stays for now. And then Ron Rivera in Washington. That'll be 10. So 
it's going to be a very interesting offseason. The the coaching carousel is the first one that's going to spin. The draft order will be set. The coaching carousel will come in. Then you start seeing GMs move around. You got to get the GMs in the place to hire the coaches and the coaches to start scouting and identifying the talent for the draft. And then, of course, free agency happens right before that. It's going to be a great offseason. NFL hot stuff is going to be fucking lit. This year, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get into it. I know I've been talking your ear off and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed some of the thoughts there. I, I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know, folks. Again, don't be afraid of somebody challenging your ideals. Uh, if I don't talk you into whatever I'm in, again, I don't even know what I'm in. Just whatever. If I, That's fine. Don't just be cool. I don't want any of you to be anything that you don't want to be or believe anything you don't. I just want you to think through it. That's all. Think through it. Say, yeah, thought through it, man. Don't agree. Cool. All fucking awesome. Um, Thursday night game is such dog shit. I don't even want to make a bet. Steelers, Patriots, atrocious. Just, God damn it, is that awful. Here's what I'll do. I, I think that I mean, I don't want to do anything that's fucking. But something we learned on Monday Night Football is when it's this bad in the, the scoreboard, the expected total is 30 points. It was 29 and a half earlier in the week. 30 right now. 30 and a half actually on FanDuel, but 30 in most books. You can get the Patriots plus 10 and a half. Right? That's, that means, again, They'll have to score a touchdown, and likely they may have to, they may have to score ten points. If they score ten points, though, so you're going to cover the spread. This game is probably going to be like something in the neighborhood of sixteen to sixteen to seven, or sixteen to six, or like thirteen to to nine, something in that range. So plus ten and a half on the Patriots, I'm willing to do that, and then you know. I want to see the alt lines for Jalen Warren receiving, right? That's kind of where I want to be. I also need to see what they eventually say with Zeke Elliott. We don't have any of those bets yet. So you're going to have to get to me at fantasyguru.com because quite frankly, these props just aren't on the market right now. But that's going to be a starting line for me as the Patriots are plus 10 and a half on that deal. Survivor, are you still in Survivor? I want, hit me up at Jeff underscore Mans. If you're still on your survivor, you are a legend. I not only am out of all three survivor contests that I was in, I would have been out in every single one of them probably three times by now. The last couple of weeks, every week, it's just ravaged. There's only 20-some in on Circa right now, $9 million. Each ticket now is worth over $300,000. I mean, what a, what a great time. I wish we could have still been in it. It's, it's fascinating to watch, though, right? So 30, they're 30 in Circa, still left somehow. That's fucking just bananas. Just absolutely crazy. The Jaguars, Steelers, 48 people leaving in that one. Just amazing. If you're still in, um, you, know, the, you got to identify how many opponents you have and who they have left. You have to do that. Even if it takes you all week, you have to get into it and know what picks they've all made, who they have available, because 
it's like Miami and San Francisco are no doubters. I think the Texans are a good bet as well. Um, I would not use the Saints. Don't use the Saints. Don't use the Steelers. I think those are big mistakes this week. Those are traps, right? So don't, don't be doing those types of things. I don't even like the, the Lions very much against the Bears. I just don't trust that one. Kind of trust Green Bay on Monday Night Football. So like, if you have a, a Miami, if you have a San Francisco left, now's the time to burn it. If you don't, Green Bay on Monday Night Football would be my play. Um, Second play or next one up, probably, I mean, I, I would go with the Texans, right? Texans, if you haven't used them yet. So those are the survivor picks. Of the week. All right, folks, I've talked to you enough, well over an hour at this point. Uh, thank you for indulging me this episode, though. It's nice to get these things off the chest. It's nice to talk a little football with you. Transparency is very important to me and all of our staff over at fantasyguru.com. If you're not a member over there yet, please consider holiday season is there. By the way, even if you are a member, um, we've got gift cards available, and I don't want to tell you how to uh, – you know, handle your business, but there's bonuses on the gift cards that essentially like a $25 gift card gives you $35, $50 gift card gives you 65, hundred gives you 125, so on and so forth up to a billion. <laughs> I think that's, that basically lowers the price of your subscription. We're giving you free money to use, you know, get the gift cards, Use them if you're only a football pe- person. Use it for next year, so on and so forth, right? And take advantage. Or it also makes for a great gift for buddies. Grab bag items, uh, white elephant gifts this holiday season as well. All you, you could print it out right from your printer, or just take a screenshot and send it to whoever wins or whatever you have to do to put it in a package and say, yeah, I know you play fantasy football, or you know it's white elephant. Fuck if they play or not. Just like you hope somebody gets it or, or like your wife's friend gets it. And she doesn't like sports at all or something like that. And it makes a hilarious gag gift there too. Just saying, and then she can give it to whoever uh, to use. So get those gift cards in $75 rest of season. Also, I believe there's a $20 off promo code right now. I think you could use it with that $75 promotion. Ho, ho, H O H O promo code. For all of you out there, uh, fantasyguru.com. I'm going to get heavy into NBA this season. Don't be surprised. Wednesday nights, watch along Wednesday. Me, Justin Fensterman, the gang, uh, we hang out Discord, watch all the NBA games as well. Once this NFL season's over, I'm going to be gung-ho in that NBA room, betting every single day, all my plays up there, doing shows and everything. We're going to be talked about a lot, so... Uh, get that VIP platinum now while it's 50% off before you, you know, if we get to February and you're like, Oh man, all you're talking is NBA, you know, after the Super Bowl, And, uh, I'll be like, well, yeah. And by then the VIP platinum will be full price most likely. So, um, save some coin there. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok fucking threads and blue sky you can find me everywhere ladies and gentlemen 
that is where i am at thank you for listening downloading liking favoring subscribing commenting it all is appreciated by me thanks to my producer sean angle for another bang up job today on this episode number 185 in the books folks you may agree or disagree with every damn thing you heard on today's show you may not like the salty language you may not like the life advice i gave it's okay stop the crybaby bullshit this was just one man's opinion We'll see you next time, everybody. Deuces!